Hi, welcome to Jumping Into Solutions, Episode 3. Today we're going to be talking about solar panels and electric battery packs. And I'm here today with Constance Butel, who has graciously agreed to have us back at her house. Hi, Constance. Hello again, Pat. <laughs> so good to see you. Yeah, version 2. Here we go. Okay. Uh, so, so I see your solar panels up here, uh -huh. and uh, they're, they're pretty impressive. Uh, can you tell us how they work? Sure. and uh, you know details about where they go in the house stuff like that okay well I have two sets of solar panels uh, the ones that you're seeing here I put in in uh, 2022 and they're micro inverters and they automatically on each panel there are eight of them convert the Sun's energy from um, DC to alternating current so it's directly into the uh, into the house the panels that I installed in 2013 are on the side of the house here and they are direct current and they go into an inverter in my garage so I now have uh, enough solar power to uh, power my new electric car as well as my heat pump and all my uh, I'm totally carbon free in this house so wow I noticed they look quite different than your new uh, panels you have up here so yeah. um, is there a substantial difference or they're pretty because these you just put on what was it did you say uh, 2022 for the eight microinverters. Okay, okay. So yeah, they're they're more powerful. They uh, each can produce more kilowatts of power than the uh, direct current ones. So 2013 to 2022, there's been some wonderful advances in in uh, solar technologies. Great. Can you tell us how it is attached to the roof? And because uh, I know we had some terrible, terrible storms this year. <laughs> Very windy. <laughs> Very yes. windy, 60 miles an hour at yes. some of the gusts. How did the panels hold up? Did you have any leaking or did anything happen with them? No, the pan it all, I can tell you that uh, in order to put new panels up, uh, my roof had been replaced about 25 years ago. So I decided before I added the new panels to add, put a new roof on, which uh, I did, and that should carry me for another 30 years or so. And the panels are very sturdy. They're put on with uh, secure clips. They're, they do not penetrate the, the roof itself, so there's no leaking. And uh, in the gusting winds, they held up just fine, no problems at all. Really, at 60 miles an hour, that's yeah, pretty and, strong. <laughs> and from where I am, you uh, unfortunately are only seeing this view, but if you're looking out this way, I'm elevated about 300 feet above the Carquinas and uh, in the full face of the wind. So so now how does the, uh, it go into your house? I know it's attached. Okay, there are uh, conduit cables that go from each series of panels. Um, I sort of like to have my roof kind of unobstructed, so I had them proceed on the outside of my house, but not on the roof, and into my garage. And we'll go into the garage and I'll show you where they feed in. Uh, the drift current have to go through an inverter, as I said, to move it from um, DC to AC, and the, um, the microinverters go right into um, the grid, into my home first, and then into the grid. So, so I'm going to ask you a real general question. How much have you saved with the uh, solar panels on your home? <laughs> well, that's a general question. <laughs> Unfortunately, since I just put in uh, the eight panels, which cost me about fifteen thousand uh -huh. dollars, and uh, so I'm not quite to the return on investment. But on my five panels on the front, put them in in 2013. I, I didn't really expect to have um, a, a 
return on investment, but I found that I did within five years. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so what is like your average uh, electric bill, bill in, the, <laughs> in, the, in the summer? My average electric bill in the summer is negative uh, something like $20. Oh, so, my God. Sign yeah. me up tomorrow. <laughs> That's well, incredible. <laughs> preparing for today, I was watching a couple of excellent uh, uh, videos, and they were talking about... Um, if you're paying $100 now, you can be expecting in about 20 years to be paying $700. Really? So the increase just in terms of producing electricity for the grid um, from a generator is going to increase dramatically. So the payback is going to be um, pretty Okay, okay. Well, let's take a look at your uh, okay. electric um, battery packs. Okay, yeah, very good. Let's you. do it. Wow, Constance, this is so amazing, these two packs of yours. Um, can you tell me about your uh, battery packs, Ian? Okay. Well, you call them battery pack, I call it battery storage. And uh, okay. um, I wanted to make sure that I was getting the best and most efficient use of the energy I was producing by solar. Mm. And so, um, Marine Clean Energy, MCE, of which I'm a proud member, um, had a wonderful deal with Tesla at the time for power walls. And I said, well, the time is right. So I had my solar panels installed in 2013. These I had to wait a year for. Uh, it was actually about 2016 when I put these in. And um, they allow me to produce energy during the day, um, feeding my house and whatnot. And at night, the energy, the, the excess energy before it goes to the grid are stored in my, my um, uh, power walls. And I'm able to do with my application on my iPad or iPhone, I can actually set how much storage I want in here. Mm -hmm. So in the summertime when I'm producing so much energy, I usually have just about a 30 or 40% backup and the rest uh, is going out to the, the grid. In mm -hmm. the wintertime, I usually like to top it off. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, for people that can't see the uh, video here, uh, the tent, these, these power walls, I guess they're, they're Tesla power wall, um, they look like they're about uh, four, maybe four feet by three feet, am I right? That's and, about uh, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're rectangles, two of them, and they have about, I don't know, four inches width. And I see where it's, um, uh, there's a, a, a conduit. Conduit, thank you. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's going into them. So uh, it, it, that's kind of incredible. Now, can you use your battery? You, as you said, you save your own, and then you use it when you want to. Right. What happens in a power outage? Oh, that's that's <laughs> the joy of the story, right? There might there might be a little flicker that might indicate if you're paying attention uh, that there's been a power outage, but they immediately um, come to the fore. Um. And um, most of I, I would assume that most of the battery storage actually has a way that you can do a storm watch. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so if there's wildfires or a storm in the area, they automatically top the batteries up to 100% so that you're completely ready for whatever's happening. Yeah. And we've had some long power outages in uh, Venetia, and uh, I'm very happy to say that I was oblivious to them. Really? Yeah, because I know our, our we were out for at least um, three or four days one mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. How many days do you think? 
Were, are you able to go on your batteries? Well, in the summertime, there's not a, not a problem because, right. you know, anything that you use up uh, at night, you're restored during the day. In the wintertime, uh, with them topped at 100%, I can go a couple days, mm. which should actually get me through any uh, power outage. Wow, that must yes. just give you such a, a peace, really, to know <laughs> that you don't have to worry about any kind of uh, big storm or fire, you know, because I know they're doing outages with fires. You bet. Yeah, yeah, so it is something I... I, I, I think about personally doing it myself yeah. and getting it I mean, that's, that's a wonderful thing to know and to have that comfort and confidence in, but the best thing is to know that we're using um, self-generated solar power uh, and not putting terrible, noxic, mm -hmm. noxious uh, toxins into the air. Absolutely. I know even uh, the gas prices, too, for the natural gas that people get to the home mm -hmm. has doubled and tripled in some cases already, mm -hmm. and I imagine it's just going to get worse and worse. So, so really, doing this to your home, having solar panels and the battery pack, it's a way of saving money and uh, I know saving the earth yeah saving the earth too and um, and uh, I, I know you have an electric car so have you noticed with all of these different things you have uh, and we went through the heat <laughs> pumps and the water heaters yes so does it I mean how much all of this total is your electric bills well I mean probably in a year it's always more in the winter time yeah. Uh, I'm a, a single person living at home with two Scottish Terriers, so we don't use a lot of energy to, to begin with. But I would say maybe in the wintertime I'm paying a 50 to $75 a month uh, electric bill. Wow. And that's for everything. That's wow. for water and for your car heat too. And, yeah, for the car as well. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. listen, this has been so great, Constance. <laughs> Thank you for letting You're me welcome. come here. Thank and you, everyone, for listening. Hi, everyone. I want to start out by thanking uh, Pat and Constance, and especially Constance, for showing us her home system. I'm Kathy Carriage. Our panel today is Harry Lamba, Pat Toth-Smith, and Jeremy Carlock. And Jeremy is the founder of Got Watts Electric Solar and HVAC. And I'm just going to start out by asking a real basic question. Um, Jeremy, can you explain to us how solar panels work? Sure, I can. And thank you for having me on the show today. Uh, solar works by absorbing energy from the sun. Uh, solar panels are typically placed on a homeowner's roof. And when the sun hits the panel, the, the panel has little particles inside that um, activate. And that they're a uh, simple way to explain it is electrons. Once the, the panel starts absorbing the energy, the electrons start flowing creating electricity. Uh, this electricity is converted into AC power, which is what your home uh, relies on. And that, uh, that power will flow from the solar system into the home and eventually out into the utility grid. How do you um, install the solar panels and uh, what is the process that has to be gone through before installation? Um, uh, what does the person have to do, the customer, and what does the solar contractor uh, do and what is, uh, how do you know that uh, there's a quality control measures to make sure that everything works well? So it's a complex question and there are many companies that have their own process. So I'll try to use a couple different terms 
Uh, the main thing is, have you been in the home long enough to establish a consistent usage history? Um, that can be really complex. If you're buying a brand new home, then there's a big unknown. Um, the second part is finding a contractor that can properly size the system. And what they're going to ask for is your utility usage history um, in the pg e territory, which is the territory I'm familiar with. It's called green button data. That green button data is going to give us interval data, uh, going to give us the kilowatt hour totals um, for different time intervals. Kilowatt hours, thousand watts per hour. That is a complex thing to explain to a lot of people, but you can go find videos or, or information on it. It's basically a measurement of, of uh, the energy that you consume at a time interval of one hour. The goal of a solar PV system, photovoltaic system, is to produce enough power and convert it to AC to cover your, your usage. Uh, some people like to go in 80%, some people like to go 100%, some people 120, 130. Uh, so let's say you consume 10,000 kilowatt hours annually. You would want to find a system or your contractor would, would build a system that is going to produce 10,000 100 or maybe 8,000 or 12,000. Um, I, as a rule of thumb, recommend 120% up to 150%, especially with everybody going all electric appliances, the electric vehicle mandates coming. We've got heat pump requirements, no more gas-fired appliances coming soon. Um, your contractor has a lot of work, and what we use are uh, modeling platforms, 3D modeling platforms, most of us. And you'll you'll create a model of a customer's home or the model will be created for us. It takes into account all the shading data typically done through LIDAR, which is satellite imagery or plane imagery that's flying all over the country. Um, you put panels on the roof and you, and you basically run simulations. And some of the platforms, you can actually see the sun moving back and forth, mm -hmm. give the customer um, a visualization. And a few other complex calculations uh, right now with NEM 3.0, you've got time of use and um, the utility rates are very complex. Um, once the installer figures out how much solar you need and you agree on that amount, um, then you move on to assessing the property. Usually the installer or the contractor will send somebody to the property. They're going to verify your roof's age. You'll keep in mind solar panels. Most of them are 25-year production guarantee from the manufacturer. So the company that, that built them states that they will work at X in 25 years. And a lot of those numbers are north of 85%. So you lose about 15% in 25 years. You really don't want to move the system around. Uh, if you have a roof that has 10 years or less of lifespan, you know, may consider doing the roof and the solar at the same time. Um, from there, the installer is going to verify the framing is okay, and then they're going to dig into your electrical system. It's uh, important to note that the solar system is complex to install, but with the right group of installers, electricians, whoever you, you, your contractor that you choose, there can be uh, items that can be adjusted say panel could be a large larger capacity more breaker space to allow for that future expansion so keep in mind if you're going to build a larger solar system to handle electric electric appliances 
you're going to also want to take into account potentially a larger electrical panel, more room. Um, and then the last little bit is the you want to make sure you have monitoring for the system and you're going to want consumption monitoring and production monitoring. You do want to request this and talk about it with your installer. It is not always possible to do it with the solar system or the components, the inverters that are used, but it is a feature that you will want. Uh, after a year of using the system, you'll circle back around, look at the overall production and make sure that you're, if you signed a contract stating um, 12,000 kilowatt hours, you wanna make sure using the production data that that system produced 12,000 kilowatt hours. So Jeremy, we uh, when we installed our solar, uh, we oversized the system in anticipation of uh, getting an electric car and also electric water heater and electric, you know, furnace. So for many years, we got a lot of money back from PG&E every year. Now that we put all those things in, though, I'm uh, paying more to PG&E. So it, is it difficult? And I'd like to not pay PG&E anything actually. So um, is it difficult to add uh, additional panels at this point? Our system's probably six years old or seven years old. So the first part is figuring out how much do I need in excess? You know, you don't wanna, you don't wanna waste money building a system that is 300% of your offset, which pg &E won't allow you to do that. Um, and it becomes a very complex uh, calculation, use Energy Star ratings or use uh, other customers' homes. Um, adding to a system is a bit complex. And one of the things that's not so fun is PG&E's new Net Energy Metering 3.0, as, as we know it, NEM 3.0. And they changed the way that the parameters around how you add to a system and if you were installed prior to April 14th of 2023, you would be NEM 2.0. And I don't have the date, but there was also a previous NEM uh, rate plan. And I think it was maybe five, six years prior. The difference between NEM 2 and NEM 3 is pretty substantial. When you add to a system, you'll be transitioned to NEM 3. Um, oh, NEM so if I add to my system then... I'm going to lose a lot of the net metering benefits. Yes, and I don't have all of the information in front of me. This is all new to all of us. Um, but I, off of memory, I think it's a thousand watts or ten percent. It's something close to that that you're allowed to add um, without triggering NEM 3.0. So I know that uh, Constance had a home battery system. And that's probably, I'm guessing, when we're using the powers, uh, you know, in the early evening. Um, so maybe that's an op uh, that would be a better option for me. So could you explain how a home battery system works and how that can be used by the homeowner? So perfect question. So uh, explaining that changing, uh, adding solar to the home could potentially change a rate plan and make things less cost effective. Uh, adding a battery to the home can help offset that. And the way to think about it is if you say you work a nine to five job, you get home at six o'clock. Well, what's going on with all that power that my system or the electricity in my system is producing, say 9 a.m. to 2, 3, 4 p.m.? Well, you're giving it back to PG&E. Well, if you had a battery system on the home, you would store it. And 
the some consumers will discharge it in the peak time frames. Um, and that could be four to eight, five to nine, somewhere in that evening. So the goal would be instead of giving PG&E all this power, I put it into a battery. I have a battery program or protocol, which most of the battery manufacturers would make it really easy with it, with your phone or your installer can do it for you. And the battery will set up to start discharging, say five or six, 7 p.m., whenever is needed. So you start running the air conditioner. Now you've got your battery providing power to that air conditioner. You've got your solar panels providing power to the electricianer or power to that air conditioner. And then you've got whatever, whatever those can't provide, then PGE is going to provide. Remember, it's path of least resistance. Just think solar and battery are going to be the least resistant and PGE is going to be the most. So those will provide. And the battery can also have some settings or protocols. So it doesn't just charge all of it at once. Maybe it layers uh, 2000 watts out for five hours. I, I just had a quick question, Jeremy. Um, if you don't get your battery when you have your uh, you know, panels installed, is it expensive to add it later? It, expensive is a term that some people identify as at different numbers, you know, is 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 a thousand dollars expensive or ten thousand dollars expensive? The the answer is yes. It, it is costly to install a battery, but it was also costly to install solar. The battery is eligible for a thirty percent tax credit, which is wonderful. That tax credit uh, goes on till twenty thirty two, so you have a lot of time to get that thirty percent. Also, there's some lenders out there, solar lenders, that will cover the thirty percent. So let's say the battery was. $10,000. Well, you can get a solar loan for $7,000, but they'll pay $10,000 for the battery. And then next year, typically it's the middle of the year around June, they'll expect you to pay that $3,000 after you've got your tax credit. So really unique financing options. Um, yeah. Well, thank you. That's great. <laughs> um, yeah, Jeremy, I had a quick question regarding the tax credit. Uh, is there a difference between uh, if there's a battery system that's only for battery, uh, only for backup versus one that is connected to the solar system? Uh, is there a difference in the tax credit one gets in those two situations? No. So it's a 30% tax credit from the uh, IRS. And that tax credits are eligible on the solar panels and the battery, whether you do backup or peak shaving, radar arbitrage, just as long as the battery is connected to the grid. And I'm not really, I, I don't like to quote stuff from the IRS, but I do think there are requirements around solar, but I, I, I shy away from that. I would recommend talk, talking to a tax professional. We have not had a client that did not qualify for the tax credit and with them getting a battery only. It's um, it's not uh, not complicated. And in order to qualify for the tax credit, you do need to purchase the system. So a lease or a PPA would not be eligible. Hmm. That's good to know. So for new installers, uh, they prop people are putting it in now. Uh, if they're not going to be able to take advantage of the old rate structure, then they really should be thinking about a home battery system if they want to maximize their savings. Uh, but it sounds like even with that, if if the payback can be nine to 12 years, you're, you're still looking at probably essentially the way I always thought about it is, you know, you're, you're still probably going to have up to 13, 14, 15 years where 
basically you're not paying much for electricity uh, if you size it right. So something to think about is is the the rate increases that we've experienced. And if you look at your gas bill, it's gone up over 90% since 2021. Your electric bill has gone up greater than 30% since 2021. There are new um, proposed rate hikes. Uh, and I don't want to get into the weeds on those, but there are some things coming. There's also an income-based way of charging PG&E is considering um, where higher income would pay actually a higher fee. Well, well, thank you, Jeremy. This has been really great. <laughs> I appreciate you okay. coming on and telling us all this good stuff. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. And uh, I want to uh, remind everybody that uh, Jumping Into Solutions has a YouTube channel and we have other episodes now that have covered uh, heat pump water heaters and um, heat pump uh, air heaters and composting. And composting. <laughs> uh, and we also have a website and uh, you can uh, see past episodes on both the YouTube channel and the website and we have additional resources also on both of those uh, uh, both of those places. Thank so, you very much, Jeremy. Thank you. thank you so much. Yeah, thank you very much, Jeremy. Thank you for having me. I, I appreciate this time. Thank you for the opportunity.